Hello everyone, it's it's a wonderful podcast. That was a double uh, a double saying of the word it's, and that is an appropriate start to another nonsense episode of the show. Uh, it's still Monster Movie May. It is the last uh, the last movie, the last episode in Monster Movie May on the show. I believe this is episode fifty eight. Of It's a Wonderful Podcast. Uh, however, this movie is not from 1958. It's a shame, Nolan, because the last two movies we've done have linked up to their episode numbers, and this one doesn't. Hello, how are you doing? Uh, if you had any more it's in that sentence, you'd need a clown. Uh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, how's it going? It's an appropriate uh, joke. Let's see uh, Glasgow. <laughs> let's look at the weather report for Glasgow. Oh, uh, nice! Uh, it's a wonderful podcast. Wet Scottish weather report. It's uh, from miserable, grey, and rainy outside. Do you know what? It's kind of that here too today. Although it's a bit nicer now than it was before, which is nice. Yeah, uh, yesterday wasn't too great walking back home from the theatre. However, Nolan, however, it's a hell of a lot better day than the day that. The New Yorkers had in the movie we are talking about today. Of course, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to see any lighthouses get destroyed. No. Well, yeah, I say New Yorkers. What I really mean is the Eastern Seaboard, or the, the Northeastern seaboard. seaboard of the USA. Today we are talking uh, about a another monster movie we have done uh, the giant insects we have done the aliens we have done the demons and we're now on to the dinosaurs nolan uh, we've come full circle i mean did we miss out any type of monsters a lot i mean we've missed out a lot we, i mean we've had insects demons we've covered dinosaurs and aliens alien. we've covered the basics yeah that's fair for four episodes, we've covered the basics. Yes, today we are talking about the greatest movie title of all time, or at least this side of them. <laughs> we are talking The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, which is such a glorious title. You just it's love saying movie. that, don't you? I like saying the word fathom more than anything else. You sound like more a Shakespearean than... actor. Oh, that's very nice of you to say. Fathom. I'm like Patrick Stewart mixed with Charles Dance. Is what or I'm trying Ian to say. McKellen, or or Ian McKellen, or insert Shakespearean actor Ben here. Ben Kingsley. Mm-hmm. Sir, Sir all, Ben Kingsley. Like, Sir Ben Kingsley. We all like Ben Kingsley, and we all like all Shakespearean actors. Maybe not all of them. Lawrence Olivier. He was a Shakespearean actor who we love who is in our Moustache Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't believe there will be any additions to the Moustache Hall of Fame from The Beast with 20,000 Fathoms, though. Yeah, sadly, The Beast did not have a moustache. No, that would have been good. I'd have liked that, to see a big dinosaur with a moustache. Love that. Um, The Tom Selleckosaurus. 
the Tom Selleckosaurus. Yeah, we need a T-shirt. We need a T-shirt with the Tom Selleckosaurus on, please. We just need a the the uh, a picture of the dinosaur from this movie with Tom Selleck's moustache, with a with a speech bubble, with a Tom Selleck quote in it, and then we're That's all we're all exactly okay. Exactly what we need. That is exactly what we need. Order five thousand of them now to be shipped all around the world and the country and wherever else. Uh, the moon. We'll send one to the moon for the, all the moon people. Do you think there are people living on the moon? Um, I maybe. Do. I think there are some t- people who act like they're living on the moon. <laughs> uh. Would that be me by any chance? No, you, you're you're fairly down to earth. Uh, I'm talking about idiots on Twitter. Well, idiots on Twitter are um, rampant. Nolan, they are uh, they are as rampant as the beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. I mean, in the past week alone, I've had hot takes about movies, people pretending to be woke allies, and yeah, everything in between. Yeah, um, my I mean, uh, I I am a fan of the uh, of the hot takes on movies because you can tell whenever anybody uh, puts the words hot take uh, before their tweet. Um, you know they're an idiot. Mm. It's quite funny because usually their hot takes aren't even that hot to begin with. It'll be like, "Hot take: I don't like this." Oh, like, so hot! Okay. So hot, it's burning me, Nolan. Nolan, it's burning me. Uh, on the Nando's menu, that's like past extra hot. <laughs> that's too spicy. That's too spicy. Your takes are way too intense. I can't handle them. They're making me gasp for air. I think the Redisaur would have been happy if we had just given him a cheeky Nando's. I mean, possibly. Although, I tend to get ill from that food. So... Morgan Robinson, not a fan of the Nando's. No, not really. Uh, Not really, kind of, at all. But... That is a conversation for another time. Nolan, what did you make of this movie? 1953. Well, I, I love how um, when we ca- when I came to you with this idea, we thought, should we do Godzilla? Should we do Godzilla? And we didn't. And no. now we're ending with the movie that predates Godzilla and yeah. that would inspire almost every monster movie f- going forward. This is These are the kind of movies that I love talking about because you think like... The origin of slashers with things like Peeping Tom and Psycho, uh, the origin of ghost mm. stories, like way back in like the thirties and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before then, even before then, yeah. And this feels like sort of the start of the big dinosaur rampaging through a city type yeah, movie it... that we would get with Gojira. I mean, yes, you get some sort of dinosaur monster movies I'm thinking of like the lost world I think from 1920 or 21 22 yeah, around the one then. that's not the disappointing Jurassic Park sequel uh, yeah not no not that not the uh, no not Jurassic Park 2 the lost world or whatever its stupid title is that movie's really um, bad I think I only saw Jurassic Park 2 or, or the lost world once I think I only saw it once uh, yeah, it's worse isn't than Vince Jurassic Vaughn in it? It's worse than Jurassic World. Mm. Dinos- as far as dinosaur movies go, Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, I'm all about, though. Um, Ooh, I would yeah, have a dinosaur it- movie of Beast from 20,000 Fathoms versus Jurassic Park. 
I mean, it's going to have to be Jurassic Park. But Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms is great on its own terms. Yes. In terms of monster movies, I don't know if you can call Jurassic Park a monster movie. I mean, it kind of is. Not in the same way that these are. No, but isn't the T Rex a monster? Isn't the T doesn't the T Rex offer the same type of? Does he? He's. Uh, I mean, the T Rex in Jurassic Park's kind of the hero. The Raptors are the monsters. Oh well, uh, yes, but yeah, still, it's so it's still monsters. But the T-Rex is scary, with the whole, you know, the whole uh, water shaking in the glass and the tipping up the car and, and, and all that business. That's pretty monstrous. I'd rather take my chances with the T-Rex than Velociraptors. Those things are vicious. Look, I'd rather not come into contact with either of them, to be fair, because I'm dead either way. Um, I'm also dead if I come into contact with the beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Do we actually get a name for this type of we, dinosaur? We do. It's the Redosaurus. Okay. Which I had to look up the uh, spelling because I assumed that meant, oh, is he just a red dinosaur? <laughs> like uh, that Clifford the Big Red Dog we've got. Fathom <laughs> the Big Red Dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a monster right there. <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog. He could trample down cities. It's a pretty big, pretty big dog. Pretty Do big our dog. American audience know what that is? Because wasn't that be- a British cartoon? I believe it is an American cartoon, actually. So uh, there we go. It, I believe it is uh, both sides of the Atlantic. Basically, so, homeowners don't feed your pets like nuclear waste because they'll grow to the size of like mountains. Yeah, and look, we've talked about um, the. Uh, the idea of these monster movies playing on, you know, having a moral of um, be careful with all this uh, atomic testing and all this new scientific technology that was uh, happening in the uh, in the US mainly in the 50s. Um, you know, with them, them was very similar in that sense. It was the giant ants were mutated that way because of the atomic testing. But in, in this movie, it's kind of similar to Godzilla, really. But yeah. it's the atomic testing that wakes up the monster. Isn't that kind of the same as Godzilla? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, although Godzilla, I don't believe, was frozen in ice. Oh, yeah, because the uh, bomb in this one just thawed the monster out. Yeah. The, uh, in Godzilla, the radiation actually awakes it. Yeah, from under the water. It, which is is where Godzilla comes from, um, but yeah, the beast here comes from uh, the North Pole, the Arctic area. There's a group of scientists. I really like how the movie opens with that, um, you know, the the narration, the really sort of we love narration openings <laughs> on the show. Clearly, the really obvious, uh, simple. Um, you know, narration of this is what's happening. It's very, very. Uh, it feels right. It feels like it just belongs. I feel like I knew exactly what the movie, what sort of movie it was from this. There are a group of scientists, and they are studying paleont or whatever they're studying paleontology. There's a lot of paleontology in the movie which I appreciate because I I was always a fan of dinosaurs as a kid. Mm-hmm. Still am to a point. Y- you um, were dinosaurs, I was sharks. Yeah, probably. You know like some people like they love 
you know, some kids, they love, you know, trains or, or, or whatever it is. That's just, that's just Sheldon Sp- from the Big Bang Theory. Well, whatever it is, you know, like <laughs> some people are obsessed with, with, with trains or with boats or with planes or, or, or with RC whatever it could be anything. Or... Yeah, cars. I was always dinosaurs as a child. Um, so I have. I always. I always do like Jurassic. Uh, Jurassic Park. Um, so I have probably watched Jurassic Park three more times than most people. Before uh, we get into this, I'll say I think Jurassic Park three is slightly underrated. Do, do you know what? Do you know what? So do I. Minus I the whole like talking Jurassic raptor Park thing, 3. the Pteranodon scene, and the Spinosaurus are fucking dope. I like Jurassic Park three. It's kind of great. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I just like going, I liked going back to watching uh, an older dinosaur movie with this one, um, to see where that, like you said, uh, it really came into, it was really the first major dinosaur monster movie, because of course the monster movie boom was in the fifties with all, with this, or at least the sci-fi monster movie uh, boom. And this, yeah, this was kind of the first, like you said, it predates Godzilla or Gojira from Japan uh, by a year. Uh, 1953, this one. And, uh, yeah, I just like how it um, is also this, the uh, the moral of, you know, be careful with atomic testing and the radiation and this is what might happen. You might destroy the whole city. It's a bit bigger scale than them because it destroys a lot more. Should we should we just blame Madame Curie for all these like monsters getting released? Because she discovered no. radiation, didn't she? Look, I don't know enough about science. Didn't uh, didn't Marie Curie discover uh, something? Was it radiation? Oh, no, it wouldn't have been radiation. I don't know science. I don't know science. I'm sure it was radon, but I'm sure there's some scientist in the comments now typing away what it really was. Yeah, we're probably we're, we're getting a lot of hate from the science lovers. Sorry, Brandon. Um, <laughs> or the Scientologists, but we get hate what? from them anyway. Probably. Probably do. Um, but yeah, I, I, I had a lot of fun with this one. I don't think it's my favourite one we've done of the month. But I, uh, I definitely had a lot of fun with it. It felt a little more kind of played for entertainment rather than something yeah. like Body Snatchers or, or even Night of the Demon last week, which was very sort of tense. And uh, But for that, it does it is an easier watch than those two. Oh, yeah, that's true. It is very, very easy to watch. I like how the hero of the day is actually a roller coaster. I mean, I knew you were going to like the fact that it ends in an amusement park. How could I not love the fact that it ends in an amusement park? The only reason the beast is destroyed, because of course the beast is destroyed, it has to be destroyed, that's not even a spoiler, um, is, is because of a roller coaster. Yay for roller coasters saving the day, even though it, it sacrificed itself. Nolan, the roller coaster sacrificed itself by the roller coasters can be rebuilt. It's okay. Well, yes, but it looked like a really good roller coaster. It was a miniature. It was. That's true. Y- you uh, couldn't ride we in that on... roller coaster. 
I unless can't... you were Ant Man. I've got a secret to tell you. Oh, I see. My real name is Scott Lang. I am Ant Man. Um, but yeah, I liked I liked that. I like how the poor, unfortunate roller coaster burned down, but in doing so, helped the population destroy the beast from twenty thousand fathoms. You just love saying that, don't you? I do. You're not gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna get sick of me saying the title of the movie. It's, no, uh, I'm not. I'm actually. It's kind of ASMR. It kind of relaxes ooh, me. Okay, I like that. The beast you know, from twenty thousand fathoms. So yeah, we could do that. We could just make uh, we could just make ASMR content, just saying the titles of the movies over and over and over again. It'd work. I think it'd work. I think it'd be very, very successful. This movie has two things in it that I love from behind the scenes. Is one of them by any chance Ray Harryhausen? He's one of them, and also Cook. based off a short story by Ray Bradbury. Oh, okay. One of the uh, best like sci-fi writers of his day. Yeah. Um, I've I've read a fair amount of his work, and um, I, I was I was quite surprised that something he wrote translated into something as easily watchable as this. Granted, Uh-oh. his short story is kind of just up to the lighthouse moment, which of course is one of the biggest moments of this movie, I'd say, where you yeah. have Mister Redosaurus destroying a lighthouse, which is very intense, very well shot. Like I I loved seeing the monster more in the shadows. Yeah. Than like uh, when you actually see the monster in full form, it it looked scarier. Yeah, I mean, I liked I liked the way it looked in the Arctic, in the ice at the at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the way look. I liked the the way the monster looked throughout the movie. I thought the design's really good, and obviously the effects, are beautiful stop motion. Because uh, it's Harryhausen, and that's just. What just, happens when you put Harryhausen involved, or when you get Harryhausen involved? That's just um, how Harryhausen does. But yeah, that is probably the lighthouse thing is probably the uh, kind of scariest scene because the lighthouse keeper is very, very terrified by the whole thing. Mm-hmm. His livelihood uh, has been destroyed. I've always wondered what it would be like to live in a lighthouse. Seems kind of cool, right? Very peaceful. I would say. Yeah. You can be, you know, you, you who knows, you might you may end up being the father of Aquaman one day if you live in a lighthouse. True. Uh, or a Scooby-Doo villain. I'd rather go Which with is father also, of Aquaman. Also not a bad life though to be a Scooby-Doo villain. I don't unless, really fit into rubber costumes anymore. Unless you uh <laughs> unless you end up not being the Scooby-Doo villain, but instead being the first person the Scooby-Doo villain kills um, on his quest out of the water. What we're saying is lighthouses are cool. Yeah, I I do kind of like lighthouses. I like the idea of edge of the world. On the edge of the world is a lighthouse. The edge of the known world is a lighthouse. Very same in... Uh, in, in Game of Thrones, where the uh, the big question is, what's west of Westeros? Well, there's actually a little island called the Lonely Light, where um, there is a lighthouse. Which is, I mean, yeah, is it a light? I mean, it's not a lighthouse. I suppose it's not big enough to be a lighthouse. It's basically a rock, 
but there is people that live there it's part of the technically it's part of the iron islands but it is kind of it's very very west and uh, it's called the lonely light and it's at the edge of the world and it's i guess not a lighthouse but i just wanted to say that um because i like the world of the game of thrones stuff and also lighthouses which is at the edge of the world and i'm going to keep saying edge of the world because it fascinates me you enjoy you, you you're enjoying yourself so much i can tell i am enjoying myself I am enjoying myself. Does that not fascinate you, though? Does the idea of, like, before people knew the extent of the world, right? What is the last thing you see? You see a lighthouse who's just out there on his island, all alone, guiding ships that are coming from far-off mystical lands trading all sorts of weird stuff that nobody has ever seen before like the banana or something or you know bringing some weird unknown thing from south america um to the shores of cornwall uh you sound like an uncharted game i know right the lighthouse guides them in and um yeah it's there on its rock and without the lighthouse Without the lighthouse, nothing is known. Because the ships fall prey to the rocks and the the the, the harsh conditions of the ocean. End of story, that's my that's the end of the end of my little story there. I want you to write a short story about a lighthouse now. Should do. I'm pretty sure there probably is many, many, many of them. But uh yeah. Don't know where that came from. That was a bit of uh it's popped into my mind, you know how I like to go on trains of nonsense thought sometimes. Um, but yes, go on a bit more about sort of, uh, maybe about Ray Bradbury, because I know you said uh, this was based well, on what he did. What do you make Well, of- I haven't read the story that this was based off of, but I just, I'm, I'm a fan of his work. He's one okay. of the like uh, most highly sought after sci-fi writers. Yeah. Um he even one of his books inspired a dead mouse song which I really like. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> and uh oh I probably sent you it. it's the Velt. It's really cool. Well, I, I I don't know what that is. That's music that I don't know because <laughs> in my heart I'm old. I know, I know. But th- that that song would honestly relax you. Anyway, the what I know about the story is that the lighthouse is kind of like the major part of it and everything else that we see going on from this movie is just following so we have it attacking cities and we should talk about ray harryhausen yeah my god the stop motion animation i do not envy that man at all but he is a goddamn genius yeah it uh i mean what more can possibly be said about ray harryhausen that hasn't been said three thousand gazillion times before on many many other uh, or from the lips of many many other people um 20,000 fathoms ago there was Ray Harryhausen <laughs> uh, I'm not quite sure the unit of measurement uh, links up uh, well there um but your point is valid no one uh, this is the second Harryhausen movie we've done on the show what was our last one 
Well, very early on, if you remember, oh, Jason we and did the Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah, it's a similar is, kind of thing. Uh, Ray Harryhausen loves his stop motion. He does. And he's what he's known for. He's the um, he's one of the greats of of, of, of special effects in the movies. Um, without him, you wouldn't have a lot of iconic monsters. Uh, and without stop motion, you certainly wouldn't have a, a lot of uh, iconic movie monsters this uh the dinosaur from from this movie being just uh just one of them and you expect it when you see ray harryhausen's name in the in the opening credits you know the kind of special effects you're getting and you know that it's gonna look so so good and so just charming and just have that bit of movie magic about it that it doesn't have to look overly real and who cares? It's there. It is a model that a man has placed, just millimeter by millimeter, excruciating detail, just frame by frame. There, 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 there. The time it has taken, you can see. With stop motion, you can see the time and effort and love that has gone into making the movie. And of course, all the scenes in New York when, uh, when the beast is tearing down certain buildings or rampaging through the streets will all be a, a miniature model, and that's just Harryhausen there, just moving his little model, frame by frame, so so detailed, and uh, the dedication just shows. It always just shows for me. It screams out from the screen. Um, in any, whenever I watch any Harryhausen, um, I would love video essayists to stop doing special effects things about current artists and look back at stuff like Ray Harryhausen. Well, you have to, you have to, in order to get a, a and you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest sort of special effects guy, right? I'm not, I'm not someone who'll go, oh yeah, I, I don't love special effects like a lot of people do, um, when it comes to movies i know that some people get really into who's behind the special effects and what sort of um especially when it comes to practical you know what sort of blood pellet have they used in that person's neck that they've you know don't know whatever it may be um and even with cg uh, people get really into it and how to create you know, supposedly more realistic effects using using all the CG, but you have to know your basic history of any aspect of movie making um, if you really want that sort of knowledge. And you have to know Harry Housen. You have to know like Rick Baker, who did American Werewolf in London, and that transformation that some stupid people will will say looks silly now. It looks cheap. It looks nasty. But I'm sorry, it doesn't. It looks like someone's taken time to do that, and it looks real, and it's there. It's why I always go practical over CG, because you can say whatever you want about the quality of the way it looks, it was there on the day it was shot. Mm -hmm. That dinosaur was there. It was being filmed. You didn't film a blank space and then fill it all in later. It was there. You had to do it then. Welcome to Morgan's Rants on Special Effects. You, you just get it so often, though. 
that people people take CG for granted now, though. I, I people take CG for granted. People also don't. I don't think they realise like sets exist, movie sets, and and stuff like that. Um, you know, when when it is so easy to, I, I say easy, when it is the norm to create any special effects with a with CG um, and you can create whole cities and whole environments and big explosions and you know even anything I mean and some CG of course is phenomenal look at the stuff that they you know they did with like Thanos and Hulk in in in, in the MCU and stuff it's incredible right and that does look realistic it certainly doesn't look real because it wasn't there on the day it was shot. I know what you mean. I'm, I'm also a big fan of practical effects over CG, but I also understand CG's place. Yeah, of course. But what would look real... There's a difference between realistic and real. What would look real is if Josh Brolin was in a purple suit with eye holes. And he was just playing Thanos. That would look real, because that would be what was being filmed rather than the realistic look of what actual Thanos is and what actual, you know, dinosaurs are on screen now as opposed to this movie, um, which doesn't look as realistic or as smooth or anything like that as anything in, you know, the Jurassic World or whatever it is. I would say the monster in this feels more like a monster than in the original Godzilla, because I can always tell that's a guy in a suit. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's Harryhausen, though. That is Harryhausen always using his models and the stop-motion stuff, because Godzilla obviously isn't stop-motion. No, it's just a guy in a rubber suit. Um, as, as great as Godzilla is, and as, as poignant as a film as the original Godzilla is, as well as being a fun monster movie... Um, way more poignant than Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms, but you still get the same the same idea. Godzilla just holds that place because of because uh, it's Japanese rather than American, and, and yeah, and it's, me- it's all around like Hiroshima and that yeah, kind of thing. It means more, or it frightens, or it frightened Japanese culture more at that time than it obviously frightened American culture um, what the American movies were saying as we have spoke about on you know in, in this whole little month uh, before is what the American movies were saying was hold on this might end up bad this all this testing and this movie is just another one that, that, that says that it just happens to be a very early one that says that and that's why it's so important, and that's why it's so um, kind of revered, and yeah. it's why we wanted but, to do it for the show. But, you know, uh, the way this monster moves, it feels sort of like a monster, if you know what I mean. Please like explain. The, the sort of slow, jerky almost movement, is it's something I prefer in monster movies, it's why I will always say the original Jaws over fucking CGI sharks now, which move too fucking fast. Yeah, like the the shark in Jaws has that kind of jerky slow movement movement that I think an animal would have. 
whereas yeah. in cgi shark movies it's like the shark moves at the fucking speed of light like king kong as well yeah king original king kong even even in the peter jackson king kong and somewhat in kong skull island he does move like a regular animal would there's a lot yeah. of detail in those yeah there is but uh you know you 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 know if, if you're looking at iconic stop motion monsters king you'd struggle to get better than king kong king kong's definitely one of the best and obviously king kong's come king kong uh, comes 20 years before this movie so it's really really uh, impressive it seems to me doing. that legendary sort of setting up like a monster cinematic universe i wonder if they could get the beast from 20,000 fathoms in there somehow i mean it's a warner brothers movie this so yeah i guess le- his le- legendary is sort of paired with warner isn't it yeah this is all warner make it happen put the beast from 20,000 fathoms in there i Why mean we, we've we've had gadira rodan and mothra you can bring in redosaurus had kong and godzilla you bring them all get them all involved just don't Why just le- leave mecha godzilla out of it <laughs> you know what I'm fairly confident this new uh, uh, monster movie universe uh, will not include Mechagodzilla. I'm fairly Mechagodzilla is the most Americanized monster I've ever heard of. <laughs> it's what, it literally sounds like do? a bunch of guys got high around a table and was like, "What if Godzilla was a robot?" Do you know what, Nolan? They probably did, although I believe it still did originate in Japan. No, that does make sense, to be fair. <laughs> and uh, Japanese, of course, love technology. So yeah. Mechagodzilla's way too Power Rangers-y for me. <laughs> like, leave leave that to Pacific Rim or something. <laughs> it is kind of very Power Rangers-y. I like that. I like that a lot. But please, stop me from... Uh, I will finish my rants on uh, special effects and telling everybody to just go and appreciate Ray Harryhausen. Please tell us about uh, this movie, some of your favourite stuff in here. My favourite stuff is pretty much any scene with the monster. I mean, the stuff with the humans is fine, but, you know, when you're seeing, like, the screaming crowds and the monster just moving around the eastern seaboard, as you would call it, yeah, it's just frightening to look at. Like, it almost feels kind of nightmarish in a way. Like, you never imagine this thing is going to happen, but if it does, you are fucked. There's even that scene of uh, the Redosaurus eating the guy on the ground. It looks it looks a little weird mm. now, but you can imagine back in the fifties it looked great. Of course, and, and you know that's the same with with anything. I am not saying that the, the stop motion stuff looks better than the CGI stuff. I'm just saying I like it more because I can tell it's been made. By a human being. That's why I like it. And I love the design of the monster here. It's just yeah. such a cool design. I do. I do want to bring up uh, some of the of the humans, though, as you say. Let's talk um, about the humans. Well, just just some of the actors that are in the movie, because uh, Cecil Kellaway, or Cecil Kellaway, however you pronounce that, that name, is a plays cool the name. plays the professor. Uh, of course he does. The paleontology professor. He was in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Ah, there we go. We're getting and some more fucking 
The linkages. Yeah. And I really like him. Some and six degrees all... of Kevin Bacon shit. Yeah, and he was also in uh, the Jimmy Stewart movie, Harvey, about the imaginary six-foot-tall rabbit. You that know sounds, that movie? That sounds an awful lot like Donnie Darko. I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> it kind of is. Um, you should watch Harvey if you haven't seen Harvey. People should go and watch Harvey with Jimmy Stewart. It's really charming. It's actually got one of my favourite delivered lines in any movie ever. Mm-hmm. Um, which is where uh, it's an inc- obviously it's an incredibly sort of old snooty upper class woman, and they're they're hosting. Uh, I think Jimmy Stewart's auntie is host is hosting a a party, and they're all like they're all kind of really ashamed. They all love Jimmy Stewart's character, but they're all kind of really ashamed that he has this big imaginary friend who's a six foot tall rabbit yeah um it's really weird but it's great um and yeah, yeah that's, she that's come... not that's not at all like donnie darko no she comes in uh this particular guest and she she just she she believes someone she has seen is dead like it's kind of like ooh, i thought she was dead Kind of a thing when she's looking around the peep, the guests at the party. I do not do that line justice because it's delivered perfectly, and I, and uh, I just think everybody should go and see Harvey. Is all. Well, um, I do have another linkage here. But he is also in it. Uh, probably the same linkage I have. Is it about uh, the dinosaur skeleton? No, it isn't about the dinosaur skeleton. It's actually about Lee Van Cleef, who is in this movie as well. Well, the dinosaur skeleton. Uh was actually constructed for a movie we've covered, Bringing Up Baby. Was it? Is it the same skeleton? It's the same skeleton. Oh, I love that. It's the same skeleton from the best movie of all time, Bringing Up Baby. And other monster movies such as Cloverfield. Uh, Cloverfield? Cloverfield actually used the frame from Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, allegedly. Madness. I haven't watched Cloverfield in a long time, so... Cloverfield, good modern horror mo- uh, uh, monster movie. Good modern monster movie, Nolan. Uh, monster movies do not just exist in the fifties uh, or the thirties, and in um, in the in the current Kong, Godzilla, Legendary Pictures universe, whatever it's actually called. What is it called? The Legendary Verse. I don't know. Legendary. That's a terrible name. Or the Monster Verse. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know, I'm just taking each movie as it comes. Yeah, it's probably for the best. But yeah, Lee Van Cleef is in this movie as well. Very young Lee Van Cleef, who of course everyone knows from uh, Good, the Bad and the Ugly and uh, also Escape from New York. There we go. And we all like Lee Van Cleef. There definitely had to be an Escape from New York with this guy. Oh, they did. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> to be a serious escape from New York, and like I said before, the roller coaster saves the day. Yeah, we we see that you have to like. It was kind of an interesting way of beating the monster because I've never seen something like this before. Well, I have. I mean, like Jaws kind of did it with the shark as well, but they had they shoot a bazooka into its throat and they think, okay, if we get the radiation inside it, then that's yeah. gonna burn it up from the inside without releasing the pathogen or whatever. Yeah, it's. 
I w yeah, I would imagine it's probably where, you know, the, the Jaws got it from in the book, at least maybe. Well, in in the book, uh, the death of the shark in Jaws is quite tame compared to what happened in the movie. So potentially, it's probably where the movie got it from them. Yeah, in the book for Jaws, it just dies from all the wounds and like sinks to the bottom of the ocean. Uh, Spielberg just wanted the more climactic ending, so they gave the whole shark blowing up thing. Yeah, I prefer that. And I like it in this movie as well. Um, it's a su That method is successful in taking down many, many monsters in the movies, Nolan. And um, Find the kryptonite and shoot a thing at it. That was even in a show that I used to watch as a kid. I don't know if you ever heard of Monster Warriors. No, what is Monster Warriors? Imagine teen Ghostbusters fighting giant monsters around a city because they've been released by this B-movie director who's bringing his monsters to life. It sounds very cool. I like you it. get like it. giant bumblebees, giant lobsters, giant dragons. I, I'm into that. That's what got me into like big movie monsters at the beginning. I am into that. If you well, can find you, it, um... good luck because I cannot find it anywhere. I probably and it is be. cheesy as fuck. <laughs> well, are you? Um, I have to ask this: Are you glad? that uh, we have discovered some more monster movies in this past month. Definitely. I am glad that we didn't just go for the obvious ones. Yeah. What has been your favourite of the uh, of mm. the four? Of unless, the you four. Wanna, unless you want to count Black Lagoon in there that we did. Even if I did count Black Lagoon, it wouldn't before. be my favourite. Okay. Um, I say it's a toss-up between them and Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay. Okay, you can't you can't look past Invasion of the Body Snatchers. No, it's, it's such just a smart so movie. Good. So clever, um, and yeah, this you know we may have finished the month now on this sort of more. It's almost a popcorn movie. Mm -hmm. um, it's 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 kind of pure entertainment. Yes, it has the uh, which is fitting considering that's also what Godzilla King of the Monsters is. Yeah, and we'll get onto that because you have seen Godzilla King of the Monsters, and we uh, will get your uh, thoughts on that uh, a little bit. Um, but yeah, I like that we've finished on a on an easy movie. Yeah, if on, we'd finished on, a, on Night of the Demon, this might have been a kind of dour conversation. Well, Night of the Demon was just so good, though. Night of the Demon is definitely my favourite of the ones we've done. Of course it is. Even, but it's the most horror. It's the most pure horror. And as is... much as I loved Body Snatchers, and enjo and perfectly enjoyed this movie and them, I actually think th I actually think I prefer this to them. I prefer Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms to them. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it's because them was on much more of a small scale. Possible, yeah. And but I, I mean, there wasn't a movie that I flat out disliked this month. No, absolutely not. And that's always good, Nolan. That is always good when we do not dislike <laughs> the movies. It wasn't we... like Western month where you liked pretty much everything and I disliked yeah, you, most of them. You're just not about Westerns at all. No. No. Um... <laughs> a Western monster movie, though. Do you imagine that? Hmm, there probably is one somewhere. Attack of the giant donkeys or <laughs> horses or something. Attack, 
Attack of the Giant Donkeys is a movie I need to see right now. And naturally, we get Eddie Murphy to voice all of them. <laughs> the hero Shrek. Absolutely perfect. Let's make Attack of the Giant Donkeys happen. That's the next movie. That's the next monster that Godzilla needs to fight. Owen. <laughs> Screw King Kong in Godzilla versus well, Kong or whatever. You could screw King is. Kong. I don't think I'm up to that challenge. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> get get the get the giant get the giant donkeys involved. I like that. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean it's, there's it's a lot of stupid. there's a lot of monsters that are like variants. I don't get see why you can't get donkeys. I mean, we've had the fucking blob. You can do anything from that. Hey, the blob's a great movie. We, uh, I nearly picked the blob for us to do, actually. Uh, uh, I, like, I almost I like picked the, uh, the original thing. Oh, the thing from another world, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, 1951. See, that's even earlier. Um, I did almost also pick uh, the old fly, but we disagreed on that. Look, it's as much ridiculous. as I would have adored to do another price movie, the fly is just. Good. <laughs> It's 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 not a great price movie, and price is obviously good because he always is. But then he's covered with a big fly head for the majority of the movie. And it is kind of funny how he says he has the murderous brain of a fly. Like are flies murderous? Yeah, very, very but murderous. They're annoying. But, I mean, they are very annoying, very annoying, very murderous. Flies will murder. F- flies will murder the happiness of a human being. That's true. Because they annoy you too much and therefore quell any happiness in <laughs> oneself. So your favourite was Night of the Demon. I'd say my yeah. favourite is probably Body Snatchers. And that is uh, perfect. That is what we like to do on this show. We like to discover the new, the we like to discover new old movies. Because it's funny how the one I picked was your favorite, and the one you picked was mine. I think that's. I think that just shows how well we know each other, Nolan. That's true. Raul just, was right. We do have good chemistry on this show. We. Shows. I like. I like to think we do. We we I do. Like Trust me. Do. Um, <laughs> and I like. Clearly, we know each other very, very well. Clearly, we are rub. We rub each uh, off on each other, um, a lot. <laughs> because no. You know what I mean? I misspoke. I misspoke. Clearly, we rub off on each other a lot because I picked a movie you like and you picked a movie that I liked the most. And that's great. I'm assuming our pick next week is going to be something Doris Day related. Yes, because I did did say that, didn't we? Before we get on to that and also your little uh, review, if you want to call it that, of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is there anything else you want to say about Beast from 20,000 Fathoms? I feel like the majority of the conversation has simply just been Ray Harryhausen-based. Well, about to be swearing, if you're looking to get into like old monster movies, I'd say this is a great one to start with. It's, it's a an fun easy watch. For sure. It's fun, great monster design. you got Ray Harryhausen behind it. It might be an easier watch than something like... Uh, Godzilla, because of all the uh, stuff going on behind that, that might they might get turned off if they think like all monster movies take themselves too seriously. This is one that's I think is a really good starting off point. That's not the obvious. 
Yeah, and I mean also with Godzilla, and it it has to be said, it's it's also obviously a Japanese movie, and it takes effort to read subtitles. It does, um, as much not, as not not for not for us, but not for no, but it, it I mean it does, um, which is obviously why any movie in a language that you immediately understand is going to be much easier to watch, regardless of the quality of the movie. Yep, and you get a um, night, and it might make you want to become a lighthouse keeper. Actually, no, it probably wouldn't. Well, it made me want to become a lighthouse keeper, even and though then have they it destroyed by a giant monster. No, I don't want that. No, I didn't say that. I want to be a Scooby Doo villain. I thought we'd already determined that. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else left to say about this movie. I just really, I really like this movie. I really like that we ended the month on something fun. When we've had, um, I saw we sort of started the month on on something a bit more fun as well. But like I said, I think this this was pure I preferred fun. to them. This um, was uh, this was like caramel popcorn, shovel in your face kind of fun. Yeah, and in the middle we obviously had the two slightly darker, slightly more layered, and, paired with um, a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, slightly more. Uh, Intense and slightly clever, cleverer movies. I get it. Um, in the middle, but Nolan, uh, the reason we did Monster Movie May in the first place was because of the release of Godzilla King of the Monsters, which uh, is now out for the public to view. I haven't seen it yet. You have, and you're going to tell us what you think about it. I really enjoyed it. I, I actually, I, I'm disagreeing with a lot of the uh, the critic stuff, like they're, how they say the humans are boring. I found the humans in this to be way more engaging than in the 2014 one. Okay. But maybe that's because uh, they're played by actors that I like more. Okay. Okay. That's uh, the fair. monster stuff is great. I never thought a movie would make me like Mothra, but it did. I mean, how is all? How are? How are all the all the monsters? I said this yesterday, if King Ghadira does not become the movie sex icon of 2019, we failed. I thought that was already Professor Hulk. Mm, I, I mean, Ghadira has three heads, Professor Hulk has one. P- Professor Hulk does have one head. Um, I, I, I didn't realise that quantity of heads <laughs> made one a sex icon. But anyway, um, yeah. Uh, I kind of went into this movie just wanting to see some King Ghadira action, and my god, it is spectacular. The fights are good. Oh, the fights are something else. Good. good. The score is also great. And uh, I-, I didn't know much about Rodan, but Rodan was kind of frightening. Frightening? Yeah. I mean, just. Did you see it on the biggest screen possible? Indeed. Good. And it, it's it's glorious, and um, and also can I, can I give some uh, movie Twitter etiquette advice? Of course you can. If you don't care what the critics are saying, why the fuck are you looking at Rotten Tomato scores? <laughs> uh, you fucking hypocrites! Is um, look, I don't know. I don't even know what people are saying about godzilla to be honest with you from from what i can gather people kind of like it people think it's really fun and i think you'll really like great monster movie 
Um, I will probably go and see it. I uh, I've been kind of wanting to see it. I liked um, it more than uh, 2014 Godzilla and Skull Island. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. And uh, yeah, I guess we just have to wait for Kong versus Godzilla now. Yes, from the guy who did uh, the guest. From the so, guy who did the guest. I forget his name. So do I. <laughs> but so the guy who did this, um, he also did one of your favorite movies, Krampus, and Trick or Treat. Oh, is it uh, Mike Mike Doherty? Mike Doherty. The dude really understands uh, what makes monsters cool. Yeah, yeah, he does. And I like, I like that. Look, I like the monster in Krampus for sure. I think that's great. Um, I like that. I like that. How uh, big a Kingadira fan are you? I mean, admittedly, not as big a a a Gadira fan as um, Mothra. Just because he's a moth. Just because he's a moth. But Mothra's a girl in this one. Oh yeah. Just because it's stupid that a moth is such a huge monster. And that's ultimately what I like about monsters, about monster movies, Nolan, is that they can be stupid, they can be brain turn-offs sometimes, much um, like this movie, Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. And I have a feeling you will enjoy Tywin Lannister in this movie. Ah, Charles Dance, yes, of course he is in the movies. He plays he? exactly he the kind of character you think he's going to yes. play. Yes, Charles Dance is great. And, I um, love him. Not, not that this is really going to help much, but I hope Millie Bobby Brown gets more work after this, because, I mean, she's kind of proving herself. I said when I saw Stranger Things, watch out for this girl, she's going to do great stuff, and I I could see her becoming like the next Dakota Fanning. What's if Dakota Fanning done in the last five years? She's in Tarantino's movie. Uh, Dakota Fanning is? Yeah, she's one of the Manson Dakota family. Oh... And she did, she did a lot of TV, but I remember like Dakota Fanning being a really huge teen actress. Yeah. I have a feeling Millie Bobby Brown's going to go the same way. Well, I, I I don't doubt that at all. I'm sure I'm sure she will to be, you know, cast in, in big movies a, already. It's only a matter of time before we see her showing up in stories about teens getting cancer. Oh, God, that's a bit... Where did that go? That went dark all of a sudden. That that happens to a lot of teen actors that get big. They end up in the the teen drama movie. Is that not just to cancer. potentially get some awards? Maybe. But, I think uh, that's probably the case, isn't it? But but she's really good in it. It's kind of fun watching just like one of the main characters being a kid who just loves monsters. That's like yeah. the audience representation. Yeah, I like that. Wonderful. I like that you liked uh, that yeah. movie. So and much. Vera Farmiga and Kyle Chandler, they they did a pretty good job, but you expect that from them. You do, you do, but it is all uh, centered around those monsters and Godzilla oh, in I general. I want to, I want to see more Gadira, please. You, you, been, you, you're very into uh, into Gadira. You want the Gadira solo movie? Yep. I mean, how can oh. you not be? It's a three-headed dragon that shoots lightning. That sounds fucking awesome. I mean, the dragon does have three heads. Well, is it a dragon or a hydra? I'm not sure because it does reach heads. I don't know. Does the hydra? Does a hydra? Re- hydra doesn't just have three heads, though. A hydra has several heads. There's a hydra in Jason and the Argonauts, Nolan, and I Jason remember. and the Argonauts was the other Ray Harryhausen movie we covered. Linkages. We can always bring it back full. 
So and cool. When are, when are you seeing Godzilla? I don't know, but I probably will soon. When you can be bothered to go into town. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, thank you for gracing the show with your thoughts on Godzilla, King of the Monsters. It is the reason that we did Monster Movie May in general. Uh, it will be finishing, obviously, after this uh, episode. Uh, and we'll be back to regular movies, Nolan regular anything movies and like uh like we said was it last week or the week before uh we wanted to do a doris day movie mm-hmm. uh, we did. to commemorate her recent uh passing and hell why not just go for kind of the most obvious one we'll do pillow talk next week well you With- know i'm into some pillow talk I'm always he, here with pillows. He says, looking at a pillow. Um, <laughs> it was literally yeah. looking at a pillow. Doris Day, uh, Rock Hudson, I believe. Um, I have never seen that movie. Have you? Nope. I Perfect, then. It is another one for us to discover on It's a Wonderful Podcast. And that's why we do the show, Nolan. We love discovering the new old movies, which does make sense if you think about it. Um, if you think about the grammatic gra- grammar, grammar is important in life. Uh, grammar. Al- also in uh, grammar is what you've just said. I know that's a weird take because I'm a writer, <laughs> but I hate grammar yeah. snobs. Let's just go back to that. The writer here is saying, the the fictional writer here is saying, uh, grammar. Now, does that bode well for his uh, style and quality of Trust writing? me, I've done proper grammar checks on my thing. I just hate that people will al- always look past what a story is trying to say and just be like, grammar. Oh, yeah, we get it. That's a fair point. <laughs> That is, and it doesn't really count point. for like uh, different pronouns as well, which I no. think needs to be addressed. But that that's another discussion. It is. It is another discussion. Uh, we can have a whole grammar discussion if you want, but I don't think now's the time to do that. I just think now is the time to say anything else you want to say to wrap up Monster Movie May. It's been a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, we have Doris Day's Pillow Talk next week coming at you we've heard what nolan thought about godzilla king of the monsters and we really enjoyed beast from Twenty Thousand fathoms even though we both admittedly thought it was a fairly simple popcorny movie but that's okay sometimes nolan because it's okay to just have fun at the movies sometimes not every movie not every movie has to be Schindler's List. No. If every movie was Schindler's List, few people would go to the movies because it would be way too sad. Yes, and I don't have anything else to plug. So as always, find me at Nolan Dean Two Seven on Twitter, Nolan Dean on YouTube. Uh, I've got some interviews coming up with other writers and trying to write more video essays now that school's out of the way. Wonderful. And, uh, I need me that Patreon cash soon. <laughs> and I will also be working a Westlife gig all week next week. 
I I don't actually want to hear anything about that. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Hey, 15 hours of pay and listening to Westlife for free, that's that's alright. I can deal with that. Westlife made the money off the talents of other people, Nolan. So, uh, just going to finish that there. Guys, you can check me out on the other show on this feed as well. It's called Morgan Hasn't Seen, where I, Morgan, haven't seen things. And my co-host, Janine, forces me to see things, and it's great. We have just finished our Keanu Reeves run with uh, Point Break is the movie we covered this past week because i hadn't i hadn't seen point break now i have we talked about it with our usual nonsense you can find me being nonsense on both shows on this podcast feed nolan i don't know if you were aware of uh, that i like nonsense i can tell Um, point break is really good though it is. It is very good. And the next series we are doing on Morgan Hasn't Seen will be Men in Black. Oh uh, my god, you are going to have a field day with those. <laughs> or basically a uh, sort of Men in Black with a bonus Will Smith movie at the end of the As long the as it's series. not After Earth, then I'm good with it. I believe Janine will be, putting, will be uh, setting up some sort of poll... And who knows if After Earth will be on that poll or not. Let's hope it's not, because that movie sucks. Well, I haven't seen it. So, basically, anything's fair game if I haven't seen it, Nolan. That's the way that show works. And, uh, yeah. Guys, I think that's, uh, that's about it for this, for Monster Movie May. It's been fun. I've had a lot of fun. Stay tuned next week for... Pillow talk. It's going to be a hell of a bit of difference from what we've been talking about recently, but it's going to be great nonetheless. Find me on Twitter at the Purple Dawn with a three instead of the E in the, because three is the magic number. On Instagram at just the Purple Dawn. Find the show on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. And on all the podcast providers, that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Overcast. And wherever else you want to find your podcast, download the show on whatever podcast provider you use and go on over to the Apple Podcasts and leave a nice five-star rate and review. If you like It's a Wonderful Podcast, if you like Morgan Hasn't Seen, if you like both shows, uh, tell us because we really appreciate it when people tell us that. It means a lot and it's great. And it also helps us out if you do leave those nice ratings and reviews and we want to keep growing and expanding and doing more stuff and getting you know more guests in in the future for both shows and it's gonna uh it's all gonna be great because we're carrying on it will be episode 59 next week i don't know when pillow talk came out nolan was it maybe 1959 let's hope it was let's hope it was because that means we get another lovely episode number linked to the year of release and that pleases me greatly nolan that's it from me and that is it from the beast from Twenty Thousand fathoms see us out <sighs> long live the king
was that the scream of Gidor? No, that was Godzilla. Oh. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>